This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.36 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run on the 1st of March, Wednesday. I'm Shazana Mukhtar with Keith Kam and Chong Jen Sun. In half an hour, we have The Breakfast Grill. And you'll want to tune in because live in studio today is Datuk Johan Mahmud Merikan, Treasury Secretary General of the Ministry of Finance. He's going to be dissecting a Budget 2023 for us, helping us to understand some of the policy decisions that were made uh, with the provision. I think it's uh, been very much uh, debated and discussed over the past few weeks. So we'll try to get into the minds of the policymakers on the breakfast grill today. Uh, Meantime, though, let's turn our attention to what's happening on the international trade front. Last year, despite a war in Ukraine, record high inflation and initial supply disruptions, Asia Pacific's export volume remained robust. However, that trend began to reverse in the latter part of the year. Since October, China's exports have started to fall year-on-year for the first time since May 2020, with a 9.9 year-on-year drop observed in December alone. As for trade-dependent Taiwan being home to the world's largest contract chip maker TSMC, it did not prevent an export slump as the country had seen exports contract for five months in a row. So last week, on expectations of decreased exports, Taiwan revised its 2023 GDP forecast lower from 2.75% to 2.12%. And with global economic growth projected to weaken and about a third of the world economy facing two consecutive quarters of negative growth, can Asia-Pacific's exports escape unscathed? So for some insights into this, we speak to Alex Holmes, Senior Economist at Oxford Economics. Alex, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. So overall, Asia's major economies have been facing slumping exports. What are what are the key drivers of this? Well, uh, we think that there are a number of drivers, actually, um, to this current export slump. Um, so the background to this is 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 Asia's massive out export outperformance in 2020, 21, and um, the first half of 22, and much of this was driven by pandemic-induced demand. So there was a, a switch um, in consumption patterns um, across the world where people spent less on services because they 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 went out less or they travelled less, and they spent more on goods. Um, and that has has reversed as as the pandemic has has faded in in importance in people's lives. So people are now spending more on services again and less on goods. So that demand for manufactured goods that Asia produces has has unwound. The second factor um, is a turn in the semiconductor cycle. So partly as well induced by the pandemic, um, there was a big surge in demand for for chips. Um, That was partly due to to work from home or IT companies investing in in upgrading their infrastructure to deal with more online services. but also just a regular turn in the, the chip cycle that we often see. Um, now that's definitely turned and, and is on a down cycle. And, and you're seeing especially big electronics exporters really um, feeling the pain from that. The the third driver, which we think um, is actually um, still not really um, at completion yet, is a, a general softening in demand. So um, central banks across uh the world have been tightening policy to deal with high inflation. Um, that weighs on on consumer spending and, and business investment as well. And that means that um, people actually have less money to spend on, on, on imports of goods. And Alex, what are the most apparent trends you're seeing in shifts in consumption? I know you mentioned people are spending a little bit more on services now versus uh, goods, but could you perhaps elaborate a bit more on this? 
Yeah, so so the the data we look at really is is um, not Asian export data because it's hard to tell what's driving it. But we look at the other side, so we look at import data from trading partners, and and really what you see is is the big fall in import has been imports have been dri- driven by a big drop in consumer goods, rather than say uh, capital or investment goods. Um, so that signifies that a lot of it is due, due to to the change in consumption. Again, if you look at um, consumption figures from places like the US, which is a ma- major export destination for Asia, um, you, you can look at consumption data based on consumption versus uh, of goods versus services. And goods consumption has really dropped back this year, um, fallen uh, in year and year terms, whereas service consumption has, has jumped. Um, one th- key thing to no- note though, that this unwinding of goods demand uh, may not have finished yet. Um, goods demand is still above its pre-pandemic trend in the US. So it, we may have a sort of more, more of this factor to come. So Alex, uh, are there any industries or, or countries even that you see are resilient from this slump in exports? Um, to be honest, it's been fairly broad-based and most industries in most countries have seen um, their exports really uh, weaken. Um, there's been a few pockets of resilience though. So, um, uh, the the auto industry um, has has done all right, and that's mainly because of the pandemic uh, disruption it, it, it had to deal with um, over the the course of um, the past couple of years um, due to the chip shortage, and that meant that nobody could buy cars. So there's there's quite a lot of um, pent up demand for cars, particularly in places like the US, where where, where um, they were very hard to get hold of. So. That pent-up demand is, is kind of supporting uh, the auto industry, and that's seen the the outperformance um, uh, in the exports of, say, Japan versus the rest of the region as, as they've ramped up auto production. But really, um, the big picture is that not many places have, have are avoiding this, and and those that are, such as Japan or the auto industry, it's probably not going to last for that long. Alex, your analysis your analysis appears less sanguine on a China reopening and its impact on supporting the export demand from Asian countries. While on one hand, um, we do know China has a big internal market and much of domestic consumption is satisfied by domestic production. But why wouldn't the pace of growth pick up considerably, especially in the second half of the year, um, hence in boosting their import demand? Yeah, so um, we, we definitely do see a little bit of a boost to um, demand it from China's reopening. Um, and the, the, it, it would be wrong to say that, that, that it, it's not going to have an effect entirely. Um, but we think that the, the flow through to, to import demand and, and demand from uh, externally is going to be rather um, subdued. So there's a, a couple of reasons for, for this. What, once you, um, one, you've acknowledged that, that China ha- satisfies much of its domestic consumption by domestic production. The second is that that Chinese consumers are are facing a a lot of headwinds. So um, there's very low consumer confidence in China after two and a half years of of intermittent lockdowns. um, That We don't think the stock of excess savings in China is particularly large. Um, And then there's the the large property uh, market problems in the country. So China's facing um, a fair few challenges. Uh, and we we think that the 
rebounding demand there is is likely to to follow the path of other other places where it sees an initial jump, but then peters out rather quickly and perhaps a lot quicker than other places given the headwinds that Chinese consumers are facing. So Alex, going forward, what is the outlook on Asia's exports? What milestones will you be monitoring as an inflection point to track where exports will start turning up again in Asia? Yeah, that, that's the key question, really. Um, and going back to the sort of three drivers that I identified at the start, so the the, the change in, in consumption patterns, a lot of that I think has already happened. Um, it may have a bit further to run, but it, it may be we may be close to the end of the the road there. The semiconductor cycle also, um, just given the huge falls that we've seen it um, already in 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 the in the chip market um it's likely not got that much further to fall um and it may start to bottom out by the end of the quarter um really the big thing that we're worried about is a general downturn in 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 global growth so um as i mentioned central banks have been hiking um monetary policy a lot um particularly in the us we don't think that they're finished yet that there may be one or or more rate hikes left and that's takes a bit of time to feed through to the real economy and and it's likely that global growth is going to slow quite dramatically over the over the next couple of quarters and that's really going to uh, weigh on demand for 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 goods produced in in asia so um, we think that um, asian exports are going to be weak if not weakened further for the ne- at least the next um uh, six months or so they may start to bottom out uh, around the middle of the year um we'll be looking at timely trade data um, particularly places like Korea, they put publish data um, very quickly and they publish it um, on a 10-day basis. And that's really good, usually a good indicator um, if, if Korean exports um, start picking up again. It's likely the rest of the region will follow. Alex, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Alex Holmes, Senior Economist at Oxford Economics, painting not the brightest picture really in terms of the outlook for international trade and Asian exports. A lot of headwinds still in the way there. Uh, We're coming up to 7.47 in the morning and heading into some messages, but we will be back with a look at whether Budget 2023 addresses urgent issues of public health care. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.